Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 41 of Secrets of Shadowloo. We're in the Shadowloo Warriors section, but today we're not talking about a warrior per se, at least not anymore. We're here to talk about the manager of one of Shadowloo's elite teams, a team called Dragon Rising. They're fine, they're cool. You know, Callista is real hot, has ice powers, very mysterious. Uh, Quaso, um, it's a thin man with no shirt. Fascinating. But honestly, none of these fighters are remotely as interesting as their manager. And if you don't believe me, get a load of this name, Elias Sin. That's S-Y-N-N, Sin, Elias Sin. Secrets of Shadowloo does not spend a ton of time on Elias Sin. He is just a manager after all. But in just a couple of short paragraphs and a half-page character sheet, we see the outline of a truly exceptional career of weird criminal shit, weird psychic shit, weird martial arts, just weird, just weird shit. Weird shit potpourri, making up the, the storied life of Elias Sin. Let me give you his profile. Quote, Elias has been involved with the Shadaloo since its early beginnings. This is the third fucking time in this section. Somebody needed to tell the writer of this section that it's Shadaloo, not the Shadaloo. I know no one else cares about this, but I personally feel like I am in a psychic vice every time I read the Shadaloo. To continue, quote, he was one of the individuals who first exploited the Street Fighter circuit as a means of solidifying power and influence over a specific geographical region. Elias sits on the regional council in North America, although he travels throughout the world. Fortunately for you, dear listener, we have way too much to talk about with Elias Sin's bizarre backstory for me to spend even this very moment complaining about the fact that now there's a fucking regional council for North America, which makes no fucking sense because that would put the regional council above the overlords in the Shadowloo hierarchy and would make them totally ineffectual at resolving disputes between, let's say, spear guys and orcs in Chicago. Not to mention the fact that Quasso's entry indicates that there is a regional council for a portion of China, which China's a big country, but it's not multiple times as large as North America. But yeah, I've got no time for that. I can't be mad today. I'm too starstruck by the icon, the fucking legend of Elias Sin. Quote, he's no slouch himself. You're damn right he's not. Quote, as a former Theon based in Riganka, he's developed some of Lord Dritt's psychic capabilities. It goes on to say he's a real slick manager. But who cares about that? I mean, he's no doubt he's a cool manager. You can see from his picture, he's a real class act, not like Fernando de Gaulle. Obviously, at this stage, Elias Sin, the manager, is at the height of silky smooth managerial stylings. But that comes with the confidence of a lifetime. It's no wonder he's confident he has been goddamn everywhere. And we can tell that all from what I just read. Because here's the thing. It says that Elias has been involved with Shadaloo. I'm sorry, has been involved with the Shadaloo since its early beginnings. We know that Shadaloo has been around since Bison's mercenary days, because remember, Bison used to sell guns to Shadaloo before he took it over, before he was even the dictator of Thailand. So the, quote, early beginnings of Shadaloo would have been in, like, the 60s, maybe the early 70s. Elias Sin has to have been involved with Shadaloo at least as long as Bison himself. So he's kind of a lifer in this organization, and he's seen it through the transition to Bison's rule. However, Elias Sin is also an ex-Theon. And just as a reminder, we'll be talking about them again shortly, but Theons are sort of like psychic priests of the Order of Heavenly Unity, Shadaloo's sham religion. Well, I say sham religion. Of all the religions in the world, it's weird to call the one with actual magical powers a sham, but you know what I mean. 
Eliasin used to be a Theon, but the Order of Heavenly Unity is only a few years old. Uh, this book takes place in 1994, so as of 1994, it's only a few years old. Let's say that at the earliest, the Order started in like 1989. More than five is not a few, more than five is several. And obviously, this book exercises the greatest care in verbiage when discussing the Shadowloo. What we have in Elias Sin then is somebody who is involved with Shadowloo all the way from like the 60s or early 70s. Then he starts somehow consolidating power, not in this new like global domination Shadowloo, but in the old Shadowloo that was doing like small time international crime. Elias Sin is the one who has the brainstorm that, hey, we can use this street fighting circuit to dominate a local underworld. He starts doing that in like the 60s or 70s. Then when Shadowloo starts its own religion in 1989, He's already been a power player 20 years or more, but he joins the new religion and starts learning Lerdrit from Bison. Ultimately, as is the case with Theons generally, he washes out of Lerdrit training. He's not up to the physical regimen that Bison demands, but he got what he was there for. If you check out his character sheet, you'll find that in addition to learning the dread secret of ducking and punching, he also picked up Cobra Charm, which is like low-grade hypnosis, and telepathy. So Elias Sin picked up some big-time mind powers from his ultimately abortive training in Lerdrit. But once he washed out of the Lerdrit training program, did he lounge around Riganka in a robe with a shaved head, feeling sorry for himself, resigning himself to a life of serving bison and hawking copies of Bisonetics to gullible spiritual seekers? No. He went back out into the secular world as a manager, armed with psychic powers as well as decades of experience, and became, number one, a top manager for a top Street Fighter team, and number two, a permanent fixture on the Grand Unified Regional Council of North America, which apparently exists. We can draw a few conclusions from this life path. First of all, and most obvious, Elias Sin should hurl Adrian Hurst off the top of the Statue of Liberty and become the overlord of the Americas tomorrow. There's no reason for Adrian Hurst, this spoiled shithead who killed a guy in an effort to win a school election, there is no reason for him to be in charge of North America when Elias Sin is right here on the North American ruling council with an expensive suit, psychic powers, a team of street fighters of his own, and a history with Shadowloo that goes back before Bison's. Number two, this motherfucker looks good for his age. He looks real good. If we assume he started managing street fighters at the very latest in 1969, because we know he was consolidating power on the street fighter circuit before the change over to bison then he's been a manager for 25 years and you know he seems like he's got a lot of hustle he probably did at a young age as well let's say he was 20 years old when he started consolidating underworld power through street fighting like not old enough to drink he was already becoming like the local kingpin of his town through street fighting even then he would have already been 40 by the time he started trying to learn lurdrit from m bison lurdrit training is a grueling process designed to transform the world's best conditioned and most obnoxious CrossFit guys into flaming skeletons. To start that training at 40 years old, that takes guts. And granted, he didn't finish his training, but his style is listed as Lerdrit. I mean, he learned something. He learned potent psychic powers. And if he was at least 40 when he started training in Lerdrit, he's maybe around 45 now. For somebody who's just been through potentially years of grueling martial arts training that started after 40, he's looking great. I mean, he's no Leander. But that's not his role. Why would you trust a V-shaped manager? He could burst out of his shirt and start kicking your ass anytime. You want an uppercase I-shaped manager. But you know what? He can be a little handsome. That's fine. And he is. Appearance four. If you pass through M. Bison's dojo of horrors and still look that good, that's like a moral victory. I think that's something to be proud of. Elias Sin's whole life is something to be proud of. 
And in fact, his background is the secret of Shadaloo for this page. At a glance, he looks like a generic slick manager. But if you actually read the character sheet and read the backstory, this is a guy who I personally would love to have known back in the day. In the goddamn summer of love, a young, long-haired, possibly goateed, certainly tie-dye-wearing Elias Sin was out there on the Street Fighter circuit exploring his triple interests in martial arts, criminal enterprise, and alternative spirituality. Fast forward five years, he's on the ground floor of M. Bison turning Chateloup into a world-dominating crime organization. Fast forward 15 more years, he's in his fucking sweatpants and his property of Chateloup sweatshirt doing innumerable psychic squats under the tutelage of M. Bison, learning to hypnotize people, learning to set his goddamn body parts ablaze. He's really made that 60s to 80s progression, starting out as like a wide-eyed, spiritually exploratory hippie. Then by the late 80s, he's turned that ambition and unearned self-confidence into stone-cold greed and ruthlessness. Fast forward five more years, and here he is, Elias Sin, now part of the shadowy cabal of criminals and martial artists who run North America, but you'd never know what to look at him. He's just a handsome motherfucker in a nice suit and shades to hide his psychic eyeballs. In my personal opinion, Elias Sin is at least as interesting as any of the world warriors in this book, let alone these barely sketched street fighters who are working for him. But he's flying under everybody's radar, and I think that's probably exactly how he wants it. Anyway, we kind of skipped over the whole concept that M. Bison is served by a small army of psychic monks. But don't worry, we're getting to that very topic tomorrow when we discuss Theons on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs>